Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Right, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Talk to Barrett Salee. And uh, Barrett, I imagine, is probably like our guy Sam Pittman. You know, he likes to celebrate after a game. He's serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. <laughs> Uh, I am promoting it, Barrett. How are you? Cold beer. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Sam is so good. Sam is like the perfect fit for Arkansas. I love that dude. Good. I'm glad to hear that. What did you think of their uh, opening game performance? I thought it was, you know, it was exactly what I thought Arkansas would be. Uh, consistent offensively, they run the ball, they play defense, they win the battle at the line of scrimmage. And that's the kind of game I think you're going to see from Arkansas every single week. You know, they might not win all of them, but you know, that's, their identity um, had has already been established, and they showed that against Cincinnati. And, uh, that's why, you know, I said all offseason, you know, I, I'm not sure what Arkansas's feeling is. It, it's not that of, of Alabama, obviously, and some other national title contenders, but the floor is really, really high. And I think for Arkansas fans, that's probably more important considering where Chad Morris had put the floor prior to, uh, to Pittman arriving. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was impressed. I thought that they, um, you know, they they played their brand of football against the Cincinnati team that obviously was still trying to figure itself out. So, you know, if Cincinnati plays Arkansas in mid October, maybe that game's different because Cincinnati's got got to you know figure itself out with all the losses. But uh, you know, Arkansas still, you know, again, their floor is pretty high, and I, I think you saw what they're capable of uh, on Saturday. I'm happy to catch South Carolina early in Spencer Rattler's time there. What do you expect from them this weekend? Because I'm not real sure what to, to take from them. They gave up 200 yards rushing last week. We just talked to Todd Ellis, their play-by-play guy, and he said largely on a couple of plays, and that's fine. It still counts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he said one of Rattler's interceptions wasn't his fault. He came off a tip pass that probably should have been caught by a receiver. So, okay, fine. Um, well, what do you think of South Carolina? Well, that stuff, you know, that, that is – you know, excuse making by Todd, but it's valid, right? Like the yeah. big six, it should have been caught. Uh, but, uh, you know, teams with great receivers don't let that happen, right? Like it, it's not on Rattler, but the team itself, you know, you have to wonder, you know, are the receivers well coached? You know, are they going to make similar mental mistakes with Rattler? So, look, I'm, I think Rattler is, is fine. He's a fine quarterback. You know, he's not, he's not a superstar, but I don't think the – reputation of him being awful is fair either i think that really you know he's he's got upside but he's going to make some dumb mistakes and he made one dumb mistake against georgia state and you know i think you have to live with that but you're right i think when you have um you know a quarterback like that in your arkansas you can work with with that you can try to get confused and get in his head take advantage of some mistakes and force some turnovers and that's why you know i think arkansas win i think arkansas will cover because i just I think it's going to be played the way Arkansas wants to play games. One at the line of scrimmage. Um, and Marshawn Lloyd's a good running back, but I don't think he's good enough to establish the run to a point where Rattler can consistently take the top off the defense. So I think that, you know, you're right. South Carolina coming in at this time, probably the best time to do it because Rattler's still sort of in a, in a you know, learning process. Um, you know, I think they're still in a feeling out process with him. And obviously, the battle at the line of scrimmage, you know, more times than not, Arkansas is going to have the advantage with anybody that they play, and especially South Carolina this weekend. 
Would you rather have Spencer Rattler or KJ Jefferson? Ooh, probably KJ, just because you know what you're going to get on the on, through the air. You know he's not going to make dumb mistakes. He's you know pretty consistent. Uh, they don't ask him to do things that he can't do, with, and he doesn't try to do things that he can't do, which is smart. Um, and obviously, the the work he does on the ground is very Cam Newtonish. Uh, Spencer has more upside. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, but he makes some really dumb mental mistakes. He tries to do too much at times. And I think that's really by virtue of him sort of being that dude, right? Being that high school guy that was on QB1 in high school, highly rated, goes to Oklahoma with all that uh, pressure on him. And I think the lingering effect of that is that he still will try to do things that aren't there, force issues that, you know, force uh, passes that really shouldn't be forced. You know, KJ doesn't really do that. So I would say unless Spencer gets more refined, it's going to be KJ for a while. It was uh, We're talking to Barrett Slee, CBSSports.com, and the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It was a perfect weekend for the SEC, except for, of course, LSU, mm-hmm. which it was a little bit like the Titanic. I was thinking about this just a moment ago. So <laughs> you're excited. It's like it's so great. Look at this great ship. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, oh, my God, we're going down. It's over. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, there's a door with a hot chick on it. I'm about to get saved. And then you realize she's not going to move her big butt over and you're drowned. That was LSU the other day. It was a bummer. What a game, though. What a, what a great wave of emotion we got to experience. It was, man, it was a wild wave of emotion. Here's the thing, too. You know, yeah, yeah they tied it in the first, uh, almost tied it in the fourth quarter. They've looked much more consistent offensively. But that was the most disorganized team and that, that I've seen since Willie Taggart at Florida State. They were undisciplined, disorganized. It looked like they were going in a bunch of different directions. Tayshawn Doty was obviously really frustrated. Mm. Their offensive line is terrible. You know, that, those aren't things that you fix overnight. So that was super surprising to me because Brian Kelly, his reputation is that he's a disciplinarian, that his players don't make dumb mistakes, that his teams are fundamentally sound. That was the exact opposite for LSU. But at the same time, you know, LSU's basically handing the game on a silver platter to Florida State, and Florida State's like, no, 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 you take it. I don't want it. Mm. Like, Florida State couldn't capitalize. And so it was a bizarre, hmm. bizarre game. And, yeah. uh, you know, I look at the schedule now for LSU. You know, where, where are they going to get bowl eligible? Because a lot of the teams that they play on the road were better, significantly better than I thought. Auburn on the road, Florida on the road, Arkansas on the road. Uh, A&M, I'm not the highest on, but still it's on the road. Mm. They still got to play Alabama. Like, where where are the wins coming from? Wes tried to make this point to us weeks ago, from. and we wouldn't listen. So you know what, Barrett, you were right. And Wes was a, he was a uh, he was a clairvoyant about that. And you were you were you're very quite the prophet over there, Wes. So Thank I'll give you, you credit where, where it's due. I, I was not of that opinion, but yeah, you're probably on onto something there. Um, is Georgia the best team in the country? Yeah, I had the number one in our CBS one thirty one ballot. Uh, hmm. As a whole, as a group, we don't. But Speaking of a profit, I have them number one. You know, I mean, like, look, reputation's reputation. Fine, I get that. But was there a team that looked better than Alabama, considering the opponent, considering the stage, considering everything? You know, no, there's not. Uh, I think Ohio State clearly had some issues that has to work out offensively, but defensively they looked great, which is more important. The you know Alabama game, Alabama looked great but it's Utah State, mm-hmm. um, you know, to have 
Georgia do that against an Oregon team that is, I, I still think, going to be a decent Pac-12 team, coming off a national championship, it just I think you have to have, have Georgia as number one. Okay. And the reason I think they're not is because Alabama has that reputation, which, I mean, look, if people want to want to, to vote on that, fine, especially after they shut out Utah State. Uh, but, I mean, I, it, you cannot you cannot overlook what Georgia looks like against Oregon. They look awesome. Alabama will get a chance to make more of a statement this week in Austin against Texas. And, of course, that's uh, assuming that uh, Quinn Ewers can make it to the stadium if he hasn't gotten his car back yet. It was towed, for those who missed the story, <laughs> after the game. And, uh, you know, Coach Sarkeesian used it as a teaching moment. Got to know where to park our car. But that wasn't the story to me. In this era of NIL, here's the story. Ewers wouldn't say if it was his new Aston Martin that was hauled away from the garage next to the stadium, but he insisted he had to pay the fine to get it back. I'm a regular student, he said. This is how the story ends. Texas running back B. John Robinson, who drives a Lamborghini, <laughs> offered Ewers the secret to game day parking. I get dropped off. Yes, you don't want to leave your Lamborghini at the stadium now, do you, boys? You want to go ahead and get a ride in an Uber like a regular old student would. Hilarious. This is what we're doing at Texas. Can you imagine Can you imagine the drunk idiots walking through a parking garage seeing a Lamborghini and an Aston Martin? Can you imagine what would happen? I can. That's what what keys are for. Um, Is uh, all that being said, these guys are obviously getting plenty of NIL money in Texas. Nobody's surprised by this. But uh, does Alabama go down there and wear them out? Because I think uh, I like them on the halftime line, which is 10.5, and and the game line, which is at 20. I agree 100%. I just, you know, I think Alabama, uh, Quinn Ewers might be good. If you're getting a face full of Will Anderson in game two of your starting career, that's not good. Mm-mm. You know, you can't count on him to be be even any uh, – you can't count on him to be consistent at all. So, And that's not to say he can't be a good quarterback. He probably can be. But, I mean, this is a terrible spot to play Alabama if you're Quinn Ewers. And so, you know, defensively, I still think there are some issues that need to be worked out for Texas. And I'm pretty sure that Bryce Young's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And can take advantage of this situation. So, yeah, yeah you know, if, if I'm winning a bet with three touchdowns, I'm 100% on board because, you know, Alabama has a tendency to wear you down and then in the fourth quarter, you know, just kind of run away with some garbage touchdowns. So, my default score for any game like this for Alabama is 42 to 14, and that's just what I'm going to go with. Yeah. We had Todd Ellis on a little earlier, and he wasn't sold on Florida yet. He wasn't that impressed. Said he wants to see more out of Florida. Florida, Kentucky well, this week. What I do you think? I'm not sure. If, I mean, Todd probably has a different opinion of Utah than I do. I think Utah's really good. I mean, I think for them to go down and, and be on the doorstep of winning that game in that situation, that says a lot about that team. You know, Cam Rising made one bad decision. Yeah. Okay. Right. I know there's no such thing as moral victories, but that seems good. Um, and for Florida, you know, Anthony Richardson. Passing-wise, he was pretty good, but running, man, he looks like Cam Newton. And I think that's certainly something that they can build off of. Defensively, I think they're pretty solid. I think their defensive line played well. But going up against Kentucky, you know, are, are you going to get into a shootout with Will Levis? Is Will Levis even capable of getting you into a shootout? Mm-hmm. After what we saw last weekend, I, I think maybe the shine has worn off a little bit. And I think that certainly opens the door for Florida to win. And uh, and cover. I think it's like six right now or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm buying Florida at least in this game. 
you know, what their what their upside is, how good can they be? I still think that remains to be seen. But I, I was impressed against the good Utah team, and and I think you're going to see. Uh, then catch another ranked opponent this week. I'm assuming CBSSports.com also reporting, but I saw on ESPN uh, the Big 12 commissioner was quoted saying that they want to go west. They want more Pacific time zone ads. Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you expect yep. to be brought in or pursued? Do they get Colorado back? I think I think they'll get Colorado and Utah back. Now, obviously, that's not uh, Pacific time zone, uh, but I do think those two will come. Uh, I would imagine they would go after Oregon and Washington in a big, big way. Mm -hmm. Because if you were to get Oregon and Washington from the Pacific Northwest, you're getting, you're, you're getting every time an A, but you're getting some really good teams. Um, You know, could they go after the Arizona schools? Yeah, they could do that too. Uh, I I think that's certainly a goal. Uh, But I I think Colorado and Utah are probably going to be the first two. And, And that doesn't get them, you know, where they want to be on the West coast, but, those two teams, I think, are probably begging, begging the Big 12 because they don't want to get left out in the cold. They don't want to be sort of on the outside looking in after all these dominoes fall. Barrett, I got one more game I need help with. Pittsburgh is ranked number 17 in the country. Tennessee's ranked number 24 in the country. Yet Tennessee's going on the road, and they're a six-point favorite over Pittsburgh. Does that seem odd to you? Not really, because Tennessee's offense is just. It's, it's almost impossible to stop. And I think it's good enough to do it in the sense that they're deep up front. They can rotate along the defensive line that in a way where, you know, they're not going to get tired by that tempo. But when you combine the tempo with, a, a, you know, a Hinton Hooker, who was a Heisman Trophy candidate, was awesome in game one. They've got Cedric Tillman, but Brew McCoy became a factor finally. They can run the football, and then defensively, I think they're they're good. They're not great, but I think Tennessee is going to dictate tempo. And Keaton Slovis in a shootout, do you trust him, or do you think the the Heinz, or I'll still call it Heinz Field forever, the Heinz Field factor is going to get in, involved? I don't think it is. You know, it did certainly in the backyard brawl. I don't think Tennessee is going to see anything like that. So uh, I, I think it'll be close. But I do think Tennessee gets the win. Okay. Uh, the Mets are leaking oil. You enjoying that? Oh, gosh. So funny. The Mets have, the Mets have gone full Mets, and the Braves never lose. So it is, it's been fun. It's been fun. The, the panic in New York is palpable, and it is hilarious. I love it, too. Uh, it's Acre Sure Stadium in Pittsburgh. Have a little respect. Barrett, if you don't mind. Sorry. Acre. Are you sure? It's sure. sure. Quite positive. Acre. Around here, anyway. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Uh, I'll take what I can get. Uh, I paid a lot of money to have half of that name, so uh, I haven't <laughs> met Mr. Sure yet, but uh, I kicked my part in. Buddy, appreciate you. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, see y'all. All right, Barrett Salee, CBSSports.com. Always great.